Hi there, Megan with Megan Thompson Coaching, and here we are today to cover avoiding rushing in to fix your child's problems. Now, if you're parenting a highly sensitive child who is melting down at the drop of a hat, one of the things we know you're probably doing is walking on eggshells, trying very hard to avoid problems and to make it easy for your kiddo to keep their calm together. So if this is you, listen up. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Here at MTC, we help parents of highly sensitive kids break out of the meltdown cycle, and we do this in as little as eight weeks with dedicated and committed parents that work with us directly. And so when we think about the patterns that many parents get into, Uh, When stuck in the meltdown cycle, when their children are hitting, kicking, screaming, uh, yelling, and and throwing things, saying things like, I I wish I were dead, or uh, life would be better off without me, we have so many parents coming to, to us saying things like, I'm scared about my child's future. I'm worried that my child's meltdowns are getting in the way of my family's happiness. I have no idea how to help my child reach their fullest potential let alone keep the calm regularly in in a day-to-day basis. And many parents will say that they've lost themselves in the process, that they stop feeling empowered at home. And so if this is the challenge that you're noticing, it is important for you to pay attention to the meltdown cycle in your home and and work to to break out of it quickly. Now, when we think about what quickly means, I mean, you, you've heard what uh, we do with our clients. And one of the things that we, uh, we hear so often for parents is that when sensitive kids are stuck, uh, one of the ways that you could be trying to stop the meltdown cycle is to engage in coddling or enabling behavior. And when we think about what that means, uh, you know, I, I lovingly say that this is very much uh, likely due to your study of gentle parenting or positive parenting or attachment-based parenting, relationship-based parenting, building emotional intelligence for your children and following people who are teaching these principles from a general perspective. So when we think about that, uh, they're they speaking about children, uh, all children. in in this. And one thing that's really important to understand is that the highly sensitive temperament is one out of every five. It's 20% of the population. And so what that means is that the general broad spectrum uh, approach to allowing your child to express their emotions, showing them that you love them and saying that that they can do it, that they can solve their problems, that, that they'll figure it out, doesn't often lead to your child who's highly sensitive feeling certain that they can creatively solve their problems. Instead, there's a big skill gap between feeling an emotion and feeling regulated in that emotion. 
And what happens is that the sensitive child implodes or explodes. And as a parent, you can only put up with so much, right? And if you're really trying very hard to, to use the gentle parenting strategies and not lose your mind or yell, which is you know one of the things that you tell us so frequently you feel guilty or frustrated about, then you can be in quite the pickle, right? Um, you know, worries and frustrations flood and uh, you're, you find yourselves uh, dancing in uh, around the subject of emotional resilience with your children. Now, uh, what happens in this dynamic is that you might have tried to validate your child. You know, we talk about a lot of this. Building emotional intelligence requires your child to feel insight. Validation builds insight. And when your child comes to you with this problem, they need to be able to be aware of what the real true problem is. That requires you to educate yourself as a parent to understand the need beyond your child's behavior or the need beyond your child's immediate request. Now, one thing that we see in many of the parents that we work with, especially parents who want to raise emotionally intelligent children, you are typically a parent who wants to do it right the first time, right? Perhaps you experienced emotional strife in your young adolescence or in your adulthood uh, because of skills that you didn't learn in childhood or Worst case, you know, God forbid you experienced, uh, you know, really difficult childhood, emotional neglect, uh, physical neglect, or um, abuse, or, or anything uh, more traumatic or, or deeply traumatic in your childhood, and are really trying to reverse um, the generational uh, patterns that you have in your household. Not everybody is working on that uh, based on a severe or a significant uh, traumatic history in their childhood. And it's also true that a lot of highly sensitive parents experience their childhood as traumatic because it was chronically invalidating, because their parents didn't understand their emotions and were not um, emotionally connected and building emotional uh, resilience for them. A lot of reassurance, telling them to suck it up, uh, etc. Now, this is what a lot of our parents were, were uh, learning as, uh, as parents and, and applying as parents because they were trying not to use uh, corporal punishment um, that they were likely raised with, right? So spanking was perhaps uh, less frequent than how they were spanked, etc. And so when we think about uh, the important piece that we understand in terms of breaking these generational patterns, your drive to get out of uh, this pattern in your household is very valid. It's very important because when we raise creative problem solvers and uh, big picture thinkers, like the highly sensitive child that you have in your home, uh, it is critically important that they know how to regulate their emotions, that they know how to communicate their needs effectively and that they feel heard and understood. And that is your job as a parent. It is not anyone's job other than yours. You cannot outsource that uh, to any sort of professional, um, hired support, or uh, you know the school for for um, for your child to learn. Your child learns how to care for themselves through your direct modeling and your direct teaching as well. And this is really important when we think about how parents break out of the cycle. And one of the things that we teach our clients is that highly sensitive children need to learn through direct instruction of emotion regulation and through modeling. And one of the things that is uh, often missed it went from for parents when you're stuck in this meltdown cycle is that you end up uh, trying to teach without actually being able to model 
because of the stress, because this is very hard, because the, uh, the, the generalist parenting approach doesn't actually get you to where you're going. And so you're lacking a lot of, uh, of interventions that are missing from this equation. Uh, so the general principles feel similar. You know, what, one of the things that many parents say that when they, when they hear uh, my show and they listen to our show here is that the general principles of, of, uh, of parenting a sensitive child are, uh, are similar to gentle parenting. And it's also true that the devil is in the details. When we think about breaking out of the, the, the meltdown cycle, the work comes from you as a parent and indirectly teaching your child. And so when you teach your child to solve their own problems, that means that they, you need to be able to let them be uncomfortable. And that means that you need to be able to support them in their meltdowns. And that means that you need to be able to witness their meltdowns and, and break out of the pattern of the meltdowns while allowing meltdowns to happen. And so when we think about what that actually means from a place of certainty that you are doing the, the, the exact thing that your child needs, uh, one thing that we hear often from parents who are working on breaking out of this pattern as gentle parents or parents who are attachment focused and using you know, uh, child development in their an understanding of child development in their raising their children is that they often second guess when to hold them and when to fold them. You know, when to hold the limit, maintain the limit and uh, expect their child to follow through even if the child is on the verge of a meltdown and when to support their child in, in building a sense of, of compromise and demonstrating a sense of communication uh, that is differently focused um, and yet not entirely the way that, that you're hoping. So, you know, in terms of setting your standards and, ex and being able to clearly understand how your child is moving in the direction to meeting your standards more often than not. So when we look at a child being able to reach their fullest potential, communicate their needs without screaming, yelling, and kicking is the very first step. Uh, the second step is being able to feel in control of their emotions and communicate them articulately. And uh, that is just the beginning, right? Um, you can do that and go to school, wake up, go to school, punch in, punch out, right? Uh, what we're talking about is parents who want to be able to support their children in thriving in every aspect of the community. Highly sensitive kids can thrive in every aspect of their community. They don't just have to survive uh, punching in, punching out, uh, school, life, uh, going to uh, games and sports and uh, making it through. And this is really important when we think about how you help your child build resilience because if you're solving your child's problems for them to save them from their emotional struggle, they will not build resilience. So when we teach our clients our, our uh, trademarked resilience rewiring protocol and support them in, in breaking out of this pattern, one of the things that parents learn with us directly is how to pace the child through their ability to tolerate challenge and to tolerate struggle. Because what happens is what we usually see is that parents who are trying to use gentle parenting end up swinging to the other end and pressuring their kids into, um, into resiliency. And that doesn't work, it backfires, right? Because your child starts to avoid challenge because of the ultimate expectation that they will have to push through even if they don't have the skills. So 
in this dynamic, we see either one parent who is not um, understanding of child development or not as educated in understanding of parent development, who is very staunchly focused on resilience uh, as the family goal, as the family value, which is important. We want a staunch focus on, on resilience. Uh, it is very difficult for young adults today to make it in the world successfully in their relationships, in their work environment, in uh, their financial freedom, if they are not resilient, I mean, we, you know, we have a, a ton of millennials stuck in their basement. That is uh, a very great testament to the, the challenges of not what happens when you don't raise an emotionally intelligent child. And in that respect, what what is very important to notice is that you cannot swing all the way to the other end of the spectrum of of trying to serve your sensitive kid into becoming emotionally intelligent and have those emo have that emotional awareness and then emotional insight become a crutch. Oh, now I know my emotions, my emotions are valid. And so I'm going to sit with them for hours. And my my parents are not going to hold me accountable to following through on my expectations. And so that's that is not gentle parenting, that's passive parenting. And so when we look at being able to build trust and communication between you and your child, the next component is being able to stand firm in in an expectation. Um, not stand stern, stand firm in an expectation that your child can get out the door on time, that they can experience school safely, that they can feel empowered to advocate for their needs with the teacher uh, for or you know camp counselor given the timing of this show and when it will be produced and uh, an understanding that your child can navigate social environments and and have friends and put up boundaries with friendships and do all of that at four, five, eight, 10, 12, 16 and beyond. And, and uh, this is critical. This is critical. You know, we have clients who will tell us that their eight-year-old used to melt down when uh, cousins were just, you know, flying off the handle, struggling in, in their own way, or uh, just really busy, really intense, experiencing intense emotions and, and uh, you know, perhaps very competitive in their play and a sensitive child who is learning to navigate uh, what to do initially would just lose it. Ah, get me out of here, you know, stomp away, slam doors. And uh, upon working with us, you know, one of our, our, our parents, Crystal, and her, and her daughter were able to uh, build skills. And then her daughter was able to experience these children in a completely different way. Uh, and, and she was able to come to mom and say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for them to go home now. And uh, that was after a very long day when it was actually time for the family to go home. So when we think about the understanding of what boundaries mean, it means a child who is experiencing intense peers, uh, intense loved ones, uh, family members, or, or like family members, um, you know, which in this particular situation, they were actually uh, considered cousins, but actually friends. And, um, and, and in this dynamic, uh, the child was able to navigate the social aspects of very busy kids, very intense kids whom she loves and cares for. And she played and she communicated and she thrived in that environment. And then she was able to recognize when she was done, I'm all done. I'm ready for some space here. And rather than pushing through, um, you know, railroading over her own emotions and then uh, people pleasing in the, in the dynamic or uh, stuffing her emotions and 
waiting in, until the very end, frying herself and then exploding with overwhelm. Uh, this is not what we're looking for. We're not looking for our sensitive kid to hold it all in during the day and then explode in the privacy of their own home. We're looking for a sensitive kid to be able to navigate intense social situations and thrive and uh, communicate when you need a break. Just like if you have uh, a child who is now a young adult and, and you want your child in college to see that there are some pretty intense kids in a college set setting, perhaps there's a party going on and uh, they they are engaging in you know binge drinking or uh, risk taking that your child feels in their gut is not appropriate they don't want to be able to they don't want to do something like that and so they attend the party and they make friends and they experience uh, fun and, and, and experimentation but with boundaries and then they decide to leave when it gets to be too much for them that is the level of resilience your child can experience college and have fun and uh, do the things that we you know decided to do when we went to college but not at the extremes that we see we either saw ourselves do or saw our peers do uh, because they lacked self-control and this is really critical when you think about raising a four-year-old and where they're headed uh, if they don't learn self-control and impulse control at a young age, that pattern continues. So it's very important for you to be focusing on this now. It is incredibly important that you empower your child to solve problems, to advocate for their needs immediately at their age. This is not something that you should be kicking the can down the road or expecting your child to eventually work, the, work itself out. Highly sensitive kids need specific and direct instruction in order to learn skills and generalize them. Highly sensitive children in general struggle with generalizing skills from one setting to the next and highly sensitive kids stuck in the meltdown cycle often freeze and uh, demonstrate a, what, what parents will see as a skill when in reality is it is people pleasing and shut down. So it is important for you to help your child feel discomfort and, and be comfortable allowing your child to feel discomfort and uh, help them develop the tools that they need to tackle those challenges on their own. So when you teach those problem-solving skills and you teach fostering independence and you give them space to make their own decisions, this is very uncomfortable for you as a parent, especially if you know that you have places to be, a meltdown is going to happen, and, and being in the day-to-day -day and parenting stuck in the meltdown cycle can be very easy uh, and, and much more comfortable to wait uh, to deal with this and hope that your child will grow out of it. And I encourage you to notice that your child will not grow out of it. Your child is building skills to learn to avoid their emotions now. I know this because we work with teens who are stuck in their rooms, stuck on their screens and thriving after working with us, but it is much harder for them to find the, uh, find the internal motivation to do so because the pattern is so long and, and has been drowned out for so long. So if you want to get out of head of this, if you want to follow a process that breaks out of this pattern in as little as two months, then I encourage you to book a call with our team to have a conversation and discuss your family's goals and your family's dreams. Understand where you're stuck, get clarity on what's really driving that behavior. Are you walking on eggshells or are you scattering eggshells on uh, on the floor and then walking on more. 
Uh, and, and we'll have that clear conversation. You're going to speak with one of my coaches and we'll go deep on that conversation. We don't fluff, we don't sugarcoat, and we don't just talk about your kid. It is very important for you to understand how you are the responsible leader in the home. And uh, then we figure out whether or not we're a fit, you know, if, if you're able to, to receive that coaching and that, that understanding uh, and you have the problem that we solve, then we very, may very well invite you in to work with us and uh, break out of the pattern quickly, right? Now, if it's not the case, if there's something that's more effective or it's going to be faster for you to get your result or, or what needs to happen first before you would qualify to work with our team, uh, then what we do is we uh, send you in that direction instead. So the call is free. And it is absolutely an opportunity for you to get that clarity and to decide what your next steps are on that very same conversation to break out of this pattern. You've been suffering long enough. Now's the time to make a change. We look forward to having that conversation. Have a good day and we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.